In this interview, I speak with Claire Lejeune. It's all about building a world-class career as a director and a photographer in Los Angeles. This is Twitter. All right, Claire, welcome to This Week in Photo. How's it going? Thank you, thank you. It's going great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's a it's a pleasure to have you, and I'm I'm excited to dive in. We only have a short time to dive into a bunch of topics, but I think we can we can get it done. The cool thing is, it is so easy to talk to photographers, uh, and now today I get to speak to a photographer slash director. So. I'm a little intimidated, but I'm going to get through. <laughs> so. Got it. I believe in you. <laughs> okay. I'm a little intimidated. I'm a, uh, yeah, I, I would never attempt to call myself a filmmaker, but I admire those who, who do, because I know there's a, there's a lot that goes into that. So let's dive into your background a little bit before we dive into the interview. Claire Lejeune, who are you, right? When you, when you are at one of your, at a cool kind of, you know, industry event and someone walks up to you and they say, Hey, Claire, what do you do? What, what's your, what's your elevator pitch to that person? Sure. Sure. Yeah. So I'm a photographer director based in LA. Um, I've been here for almost five years and, um, I work a lot in the, the, uh, athletic branded product industry. So, um, some of my top clients are Adidas, Reebok, Puma, Sony, very much like oriented in products. Um, and then I also do quite a lot of portrait work. Um, yeah. So just very lifestyle street, athletic oriented um, kind of shoots. And then I also direct a little bit. So like commercials, campaigns, um, that kind of stuff. Oh, that's so cool. See, that's the life. That's where people people want that life. You're LA, you know, a young person living in LA doing this world-class work with world-class brands and creating, you know, stuff that you enjoy doing. Was this, was this the plan? all along? I mean, when you were Claire of 16 years old in high school, did you know that you were coming this direction or was it something completely different back then? Not at all. I honestly had, I never even thought about photography or creativity in that sense, like content creation. Um, it was super random. I literally picked it up right out of um, high school. I randomly attended a Instagram meetup back when that was like really a thing around like 2014, 2015. Um, and I just discovered that I had this like love for uh, creating visual art. So it was never planned. I was going to go into marketing, which I mean, I guess kind of this is also incorporated in marketing but yep. uh no never planned it was super random it kind of just fell into my lap and it like lucky for me it worked out i think but uh very random not planned like was it was it like falling into your lap was it a was it a, a hey here's a camera let me start taking some pictures oh i kind of like this thing or did you did you know did you once you started shooting you realized you had a natural aptitude for it or like how did that how did it kind of gel to make you keep pursuing it up until this day. Yeah, totally. Um, it was definitely the latter. So once I picked up a camera, it was kind of like immediate, very natural. Like I always kind of understood lighting and like positioning people and directing. Like obviously it wasn't as good when I started, but there was always like a natural intuition that I never really had for any sort of other project in my life or anything that I really chased. I, I never had this intuition and with photography, it just came very naturally. And so um, it just kind of made sense to pursue it because I was like, wow, I, I actually kind of get how this works. And I think that, you know, as I study it and do it more, I think I could get good at this. So it was, it was very natural and it kind of just happened on its own. I, I got very lucky with that. 
I love that. You know, you know, a lot of photographers that are out there, there is a lot of photographers in the world of varying skill levels, um, but not many that can say that I'm a photographer director and have clients and I'm living in L.A. How do you how do you make that transition or that jump to shooting or was it? You know, I'm, I'm assuming that the photography, then the directing showed up, you know, maybe it was the inverse of that. But how do you make the jump? Is it? right place, right time stuff? Or is it blood, sweat, hard work, knocking on doors to get something done? How, do, how does that happen? I think it's a mixture of everything. I mean, it's definitely a lot of work. And, um, you know, I think, especially on social media, it seems like everyone just starts shooting and immediately has a big client, but you don't see yeah. like the three years of barely being able to pay your rent or worrying whether or not you could survive. So it's definitely blood, sweat and tears. And then I think also, um, it's really based on networking and knowing the right people. So I guess in a sense, you could say it's right place, right time, like meeting the right people, but also it's like putting yourself in those situations and chasing those events and those people. So um, I think it, yeah, it's a lot of work and a lot of, um, I always swear by networking. I think it's really like meeting the right people and, and fostering those connections and relationships, which eventually turn into business. Yeah, and that's that's part of it, right? I think a lot of photographers or a lot of people in general, regardless of the industry, might discount that part of the equation because you could be a world class photographer, you know your stuff, and you know you, you're in Photoshop or Capture One, and you're just making magic. But if you don't have the interpersonal skills or the networking side of it, your success may be limited, if, depending on the industry that you're going in. How do if, if someone, you know, maybe they have the ability to to be an ace networker and get out there and, and, you know, shake hands and all that stuff, they have the ability, but they don't know how to do it. How do they do it? Like, how do you what's some steps that they can take to kind of break the ice and and get out there and start talking to people that may open doors later for you? Yeah, I think it's just um, being very aware of your surroundings. And when you're meeting new people, like not going over the top with like, I'm a photographer, hire me, but really connecting with people one-on-one -on -one individually, like getting to know people, seeing what their needs are. Like, do they run a business? Like, can you help them in any way? I mean, when you first start in the creative industry, there's a lot of like trading or collaborating. So like you're helping someone and they're helping you. And so then fostering that connection and, and keeping up with them. And if you get invited to an event, like always saying yes, I think it's a lot of like, yeah, just being open and saying yes. And when you meet people, um, trying to to benefit them in the same way that they benefit you um it's just yeah it's really i think that like a lot of people think that anything in the creative industry is just like get the talent get the right gear and you're good you'll blow up but really it's a lot of like socializing a lot of networking it's a lot of um relationship-based business you know the biggest gigs, that, gigs i've gotten were not just like i got hit up by an email from puma and then boom i had a gig it was like me uh connecting with one of their top people in marketing for months and getting to know her and um, and really caring about her life and and finding common interests and fostering that relationship. And then when there was a, uh, a need for a female photographer, it was like, oh, well, I know Claire. We've been you know chatting for a few months. Like, let's see if we can make this work. Yeah. See, there's so much there, um, you know, from the from the how do women in the industry or in the photography industry how do they excel and move to the next level you know and and then what are some challenges that you personally have experienced in getting to where you are you know and i would i would box this in you're speaking to a photographer a female photographer that is earlier on the path than you are right now 
right? They're like, you know, I love this stuff, but you know, and I, I would love to be Claire living in LA and, and shooting for these, these high-end brands and making a name for myself, but I'm not sure how to do it. You know, I'm already, I'm living in a different state. I want to move to California or New York or something, but I don't know, I'm stuck in analysis paralysis. What would you tell her on how, like some next steps that she can take to go from, I'm a great photographer that's living in relative obscurity to not, you know, and, and kind of pointing her ship in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've been that girl, so I totally understand that part of the journey. Um, I think it's being proactive, consistent, and confident. I think those are the three most important things. So being proactive, like putting your name out there, reaching out to brands, sending those emails, those DMs, like really putting in the work daily, weekly, um, being confident, like knowing that you are worthy, your work is good. If you don't believe in your work, no one else will. So being proud of your work um, and consistency, like constantly doing it, you know, like reaching out to one brand a month isn't going to go anywhere. Posting once a, a, a month on Instagram isn't going to go anywhere. It's mm -hmm. the consistency. People need to get to know you and your brand and your personality. Um, so those would be my, my three top things. Um, and I, I honestly, I think the most important one though is confidence because once you know that you're worth hiring, that there's value in your work and that you can help people, that's when people see that in you as well. When you're like, yeah, I, my work is great. I hire me because I know I can help you and not being afraid to uh, put your work out there or not comparing yourself to other people, you know, like comparing never gets you anywhere. And I think that's a big problem that a lot of beginner photographers, whether uh, female, male, whether it's photography, videography, directing, like a lot of people are afraid of people judging their work or thinking that they're not good enough or they themselves think they're not good enough. And that's where that's the end of your um, of your success if you don't even believe in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Then that's, that's a rub, right? You know, the, the, you have to have confidence in order to move forward, but then you have to, your, that your work has to be validated in order for you to get that confidence. But like mm -hmm. you said, you know, you, at some point you have to just, you know, dive in, but then, you know, the w one thing I want to throw at you, I think you're the perfect person to ask this question to is the, Obviously, social media is important. Um, Instagram, et cetera, TikTok now, all of these different these different platforms are important for someone like you that is a professional uh, creator, you know, that's living in that world and doing stuff. What's the cocktail, right? What's the, the cocktail of social media platforms that you think, again, speaking to that that young girl or young guy, right, that wants to dive in? What's the cocktail? Should they be focusing 100% on Instagram, Instagram and Twitter? No, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok or no, just TikTok, TikTok and YouTube. Like what, <laughs> what should they do in your opinion? Yeah, I know. There, it's so overwhelming. There's so many options. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, listen, for me, it was Instagram. It was completely just Instagram. I mean, I did start like years ago. So back then it was mostly Instagram. I think there's value in using all of it, but you also have to be mindful of not overexerting yourself in every single platform. Like it's hard to be consistent when you're not posting consistently one platform, you know, posting on five different platforms every day is just overwhelming. So, I mean, I would say pick two. I think TikTok is a huge opportunity. Like so many people are on there and the algorithm really favors um, new content creators, new creators, beginners. And then Instagram, I like Instagram is just so good. There's so many people, so much potential um, in views of brands, like every single brand is on Instagram. So I think maybe picking like two and really sticking to that for like six months, a year, if you have 
have the capacity to add in a third, you know, put in Twitter. Like Twitter is huge right now for um, specifically photography. There's a huge photography community on there. They're very supportive. They're constantly helping each other out. And it's a different kind of support than you get on Instagram. It's much more about the community than it is about just the engagement. So, I mean, just kind of like experimenting in all three, but I would recommend for sure those three and maybe focusing on two at the beginning if it's too overwhelming to do three. Yeah. Yeah. So does does that mean uh, Facebook uh, is on the shelf with Friendster and MySpace now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Listen, I've never used Facebook for for business, honestly, so I can't speak on that. Um, I don't think was probably the best. I mean, I do have some friends who actually do, uh, they do have ads on, on Facebook and I think it works for them. I can't really speak on that, but, um, I would say I'm, yeah, YouTube also great platform. YouTube's a lot of work. So like, if you're ready to put in that work, then go for it. Um, there's a huge potential in YouTube, but I think for more, for most people like Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram is relatively easy to keep up with. Um, and yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of the the uh, models and photographers, increasingly so these days, have skipped over the traditional website portfolio. And if you ask them, hey, I want to connect with you. It's hey, here's my here's my IG. Right. Is that the way forward now? You know, I mean, I I don't think my personal bias is I don't think things necessarily need to be an or. Right. You can have an and. But. You know, looking at if it, if it, you have to choose one or the other, is it Instagram these days? If you don't have the time, effort, or knowledge to create and maintain a blog or a website, should you just go with Instagram as your is your personal business website? Okay, this is an interesting connect uh, question because I have a very unpopular opinion that if you don't have a website, you're not serious about your yes. work. I mean, I think yeah. a website is like everything else should be the cherry on top. The website should be really where you're showcasing your work. Um, this is professional, you know, like I hire on videographers, models, and sometimes second shooters all the time. And when I'm set, when I'm trying to pitch someone to a brand and they're like, great, can I see their work, their portfolio? And all they have is an Instagram. Like it kind of almost looks bad on me in a way where I'm like, they don't have a website and it's kind of weird. Like mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. just a basis. So I think I mean, it's like Instagram is so amazing. Like you should have an Instagram by far. Like Instagram is going to get you a lot of work, but there's just something that puts you above other people when you have a website because so many people don't have a website and it's not that hard to invest in a website, you know, like you can make one on Squarespace for like 30 bucks a month. Like there's other, you know, uh, websites hosts that, that create really beautiful websites for very affordable prices. Uh, I think absolutely people should have a website and Instagram for me, it's both it's, and it's not, or, yeah. uh, but I mean, yeah, I think, most people probably would say Instagram is more important. You can get more views, more eyes on you via Instagram. But I think a website is really crucial as well. Yeah. And you could look at it linearly, right? So, okay, you're just getting started. Instagram, build up that. And then when you get a little bit of traction, knock a website out, you know, and the, and the way that I look at the, if you look at it from sort of an astrophysical type perspective, the sun is your website and the planets are orbiting that and that's all these social media services your website and your email list right and then the planets orbit that right and that's facebook and TikTok and instagram and all these guys but in the end if all those planets go away you still have your sun right if there's a new planet that shows up 
you can connect to it, but all roads lead, your Rome is your website. All roads lead to your website, right? Yeah, that's a great analogy. And also it's much easier organizing your work on a website. You can showcase it by brand, by project. Instagram get a little confusing and like most people have a very small attention span. So if there's a director looking at three different creatives to hire on for a project and one of them has their project super well organized on a website, like it's going to be easier to just go with the the photographer whose work you just see, oh, great, they shot for this brand and this brand and this this big person, this artist. It's just easier than having to like, you know, scroll and scroll on their Instagram, hoping you're going to find a project that they got paid for, blah, blah, blah. It's just easier to have a website. Yeah, no, no, I 100% agree. Uh, let's switch gears. So now now you're, you know, you're you're doing your thing, you're working in LA, you got your clients, you're keeping ahead of the the schedule and all that. How has this this new world that we're living in impacted Claire Lejeune and the your client flow and all that? The new world being the pandemic related world and social distancing and all the joys that that bring. Has, has it impacted you at all? Because I hear some photographers say that, hey, my business is better now because X, Y and Z and some particularly wedding and portrait photographers are really hurting right now as you know, these social distancing rules and restrictions happen. How has all this stuff affected you? Yeah. So I think the first few months of the pandemic obviously was terrible. Everyone, no one had to work, no one had a job, but after the first few months, business was booming for me. I had so what? many, so many people were hitting me up because, uh, as soon as like a little bit of the bands got lifted, people just needed content. They hadn't shot anything in like three, four or five months. So there was a huge need for content for pushing their products out there again. So I have, I was so busy last year. Like last year is my best year out of all my freelancing years, which is pretty incredible. And like, again, huge blessing. Like I'm very lucky, but, uh, for me personally, the pandemic was great. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, silver lining for all this. Yeah. And, you know, it, a lot of these synapses that are formed during that period will continue on right after the, you know, hopefully COVID is a distant memory. You know, the, all these relationships that you've built will continue on in force and you can continue building. So that's that's fantastic. You know, the one of the the other topics on the show that people tend to like uh, a little bit of discussion on is gear. Right. Um, especially someone like you who's got a foot in both worlds on still photography and on the directorial side of the world. What does gear look like for you? Like, you know, and I'll, I'll put that in another box, you know, in one school of thought, it's a minimalism school of thought where less is more. You know, I'm going to shoot with tiny stuff, you know, and phones and mirrorless cameras and all this stuff. And then the other side of it is kitchen sink go home if you don't have an re or so you know like where where does claire fall in that world of the importance of gear and then what are you what are you shooting with on a daily basis yeah totally so i'm not a very techy photographer i i'm more so like the emotional photographer that just yeah. you know i just shoot what's beautiful and what what gear i have isn't as important but i do think that having good gear you know it is important. Like you're going to get much more out of like a professional grade camera than you are on like, a, you know, a Canon M50 or something, which is more like a vlogging camera. You're going to get more out of like a, uh, R3 or the new R3 or, you know, a Mark IV, which is what I, I have. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, 
yeah, again, like I'm not a technical photographer, so I can't have huge conversations about the techie stuff, but I I think investing in your business means investing in your gear. So, you know, saving up that money from your gigs and and, um, investing it back into your business, it is smart to have options. I think having a number of lenses is smart. You know, you want to be prepared for any type of shoot situation. So if you're just shooting on a prime lens, like on a 50, and that's, you know, all you've been shooting with for years, like I think it would be smart to upgrade to a zoom lens and going a little wider or you're getting like an 85 or 24 to 70. It's just, it's just easier for business when you can offer a client more versatility with, you know, a bigger amount of lenses or a nicer camera. Do you feel like, do you feel like there's a certain amount of theater that goes along with the gear, especially in your area, right? In, in the, the Los Angeles or Southern California area, the industry mainly is entertainment down there. When you have a client on set with you, does the gear that you're shooting with matter? Like, in other words, if you're shooting, if you know that you can get this shot done with a little point and shoot Fuji X100 or something, uh, but you bring the big guns and lenses and all these things on the table just so that the client, you know, knows that this $100,000 check that they're writing is being shot with, you know, great gear. Is that a thing or do, do, do your clients even care? They just know they're, they're hiring Claire Lejeune and they know that you, you know, that name brings a certain level of quality. How you get to that quality, they couldn't care or do they care? What do you, what do you think? I think it's very subjective based on the client. I've had clients where, yeah, our budget for our commercial is like a hundred thousand dollars and we absolutely want all the big guns. Like we had a, there was one commercial I did semi recently. We had a crew of like 40 people and it was so extra. It was so unnecessary. <laughs> it made it so much more difficult having 40 people on set than if it had just been a team of like even just 10. So yeah, I think for that client, it's like, let's show off. They give us a huge budget. We want to show them that we're putting their money to good use. Mm-hmm. But I think some clients don't care. They're like just give us dope content that's all we want we're just paying you to give us cool stuff so that we can make money off of these photos and videos so i think it really depends on your client um i think it can be a little excessive at times i'm more so for like small small crew just you know exactly what i need gear wise i don't need like all the big stuff um but obviously like some clients just want to see their money being put to use that's so interesting yeah i had a conversation with um uh one of the Sony artisans, you know, they're in the artisan program. And he was telling me that it, routinely when he's a commercial photographer uh, and editorial and routinely they'll have, if client is on set, they'll have tables set up with all the big gear and lenses and all that. But then he'll, he'll pull out his little mirrorless camera that he prefer, <laughs> prefers shooting with to do the actual principal photography for the job. But all that other stuff is out just so the client can see that, yeah, I'm the real deal and I'm worth a lot of money in the check that you're writing. I wonder, you know, and I've, and I've asked this question to other photographers in different genres as well. In the wedding photography genre, something similar, right? Some photographers have started shooting weddings with phones and, you know, very consumer grade gear, getting good results, but shooting with that gear, the optics to a bride that's paying, say, five grand for this wedding and you're shooting it with your phone, similar to <laughs> similar to that client that you're talking to. So I wonder where you think things are going with that. Do you think we're always going to be in that theater world where you have to put on this pageantry in order to make the client think that you're worth or know or reinforce that you're worth the budget? Or will we get to a, a point where, you know what, 
it's it's all your name. You know, if it's Annie Leibovitz or Joe McNally or Clara Lejeune up there, we know that name represents a certain product at the end of the day and how we get there. I don't know. I'm curious how you think about that. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't think a phone is ever going to replace a digital camera or a professional grade camera. Like anyone can see what they want about the new iPhone. This it has three lenses that like it doesn't look the same as when you're shooting on a Sony A9 with like an incredible prime lens, period. I There's no argument there, I don't think. Yeah. No, um, but true. I do think that, yeah. I think it's going to continue to be for show for sure. If a client's putting in like $200,000 budget into a video for a commercial, they want to see all the crazy gear because they're putting in $200,000. So you showing up with your phone, unless you're being hired specifically because you're known for shooting incredible stuff on your phone, they're going to be like, why are you shooting on your phone? Um, I think weddings are different. It's not a huge budget. Like some weddings are, but for the most part, weddings are, I think a little bit different based on budget. Um, but I think also there are some creatives that I know who shoot everything on um, on their phone. They're like TikTok photographers or um, even just like a regular photographer, but they're known for that. You know, that's kind of like what makes them special or unique is like they shoot this incredible content on their phone. So I'm going to hire them because I want that crazy content on phone. You know, I don't think that great phone technology is going to fully replace, you know, what an industry professional can do with um, a $50,000 budget or a $200,000 budget. Claire, you mean to tell me that we're not going to see the next major Marvel blockbuster shot on mobile phones? <laughs> you don't think that's happening? <laughs> I don't think so. No. I mean, I will say I actually recently, this past week, actually, some friends of mine who work for an incredible creative agency called Art of Visuals, um, they just did a commercial for, I can't remember what phone company it is, but they shot the whole commercial on phone. And it's crazy it's i mean it's literally like wild looking at it you, you would think it was shot on professional equipment but that was to showcase what the phone can do so yeah let's shoot the commercial on the phone there's you know there's a reason behind getting a lower grade equipment to shoot something there, there's always a reason behind it you don't just show up with a phone and say i'm going to shoot your campaign on a phone yeah yeah it's so interesting where things are because this conversation wouldn't even have happened like five years ago right it's yeah. mm -hmm. you know it's in and I wonder, you know, forward facing 10, five, 10 years from now, what kind of conversations will we be having? You know, how, how will the landscape change, if at all? And again, emphasize that or or the, the and versus the or. Right. You can do some things with a phone if necessary, if that makes the most sense and use your high-end mirrorless gear if that makes sense you know so it doesn't have to be an or or a, a binary decision so what 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 does the future look like for for claire lejeune like we're we're in mid towards the end of september 2021 as, as we record this if you look back on this interview in a year from now two years from now what do you want to have happened? What what should have happened when you're rewatching this interview? Because you're going to rewatch it. So what message do you want to give that Claire about the things that she should have she should have accomplished by then? Yeah, um, I think I will definitely want to look back and be like, OK, I did shoot that big commercial. Right, I did. Um, direct a huge commercial. Um, I've just recently in the last year started directing. So it's been a lot of smaller commercials and like very um, brand product oriented, smaller projects. So I would be really excited if I had shot maybe like a music video or a really big scaled um, high production quality commercial for some really big companies such as like Adidas or Puma or Sony. Um, yeah, just definitely getting like a bigger reel. I'm excited to just be like stepping into that direct, direct, 
directorial um, journey. I mean, if it's so different from from shooting, you would think it's similar, but it's very different because you also have to understand behind the camera for like video and how that works. You have to understand all the other people on set that are helping you. And it's just a, a very different journey, but it's very exciting. You get to be part of a team, which um, I think is the most fun as you're directing. You're part of a team versus when you're shooting, you're typically more so um, solo on your own. So yeah, just hopefully we'll have worked on a lot of cooler, bigger projects for directing. And then um, my main goal when I moved to LA was to shoot with all the biggest um, athletic companies. And I have shot with all of them except for one being Nike. I have yet to shoot with Nike. I've yet to work with Nike. So if by next year I can have, I will have worked by Nike, that'll been like complete like goals achieved. That would be so legendary. That is so fantastic. Yeah. I have no doubt that all that's going to happen. That's, it's crazy. Um, let's, let's wrap with this or, or just one final question before we, we wrap up is, the I'm completely ignorant of what a director does other than I know it's a person that's on set that is telling people what to do directing right so what what is the the responsibility like from the from an insider right of a of a director the vision I have is Claire sitting in a director's chair you know shouting out orders and saying cut do it again right so what beyond that what is it <laughs> Sure. So directing really goes hand in hand with um, conceptualizing the idea for whatever the project is. So really working closely with the client and uh, yeah, making the whole idea come to life. So if you're shooting, um, if the project is based around sneakers, what's the concept? Like, what are we shooting? What's who's the audience? How do we want to get the audience's attention to purchase the sneaker? So the director is really the one um taking the dream and making it a reality and saying like, our goal is to shoot this sneaker in some crazy field, like above a waterfall, whatever, something crazy where they're like, they're directing the whole idea, the whole concept along with the client. And then on the day of the shoot, you know, they're, 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 they're organizing all the moving parts and saying like, I want you to take um, video and like shoot it from this angle. Like I want the model to be doing this. It's really directing every single part of the, um, of the shoot of the project as a whole and just being the originator of the the idea yeah so you're the you're the responsible person of, of executing the vision how does how does a director relate to a director of photography is it a is a symbiotic sort of partnership or can they be the same person how does that work so the director of photography is the person behind the camera. So if I'm directing, I have my DP who's literally the person holding the camera and like shooting video of whatever we're shooting. So I'm I'm basically telling the DP like, hey, let's actually shoot it on the left at this angle. Like, hey, I need the model to swing a little bit more right or like raise your chin and like DP, like shoot her from over there. Or like, I don't like this this wall. Let's actually move it and replace it with this wall, whatever. So the DP works hand in hand with the, with the director, but the DP is literally behind the camera holding the camera. Got it, got it. Fascinating, fascinating. So much stuff to learn in so yeah. little time. Um, uh, I want people to definitely go check out the stuff that you're working on and keep track of if Nike shows up on your website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, hold me to that. Please DM me in a year and be like, where's Nike? I don't see Nike on your feed. I'm totally going to do that. I'm setting a calendar <laughs> event right now. <laughs> so so what, if people want to connect with you or reach out to you or hire you, what's, what's a good place for them to, to connect? Yeah, totally. So my website is ladybaguette.com and my Instagram is at ladybaguette. So lady and then baguette, like the bread. I'm originally from Paris, France. I grew up between um, DC and Paris. So 
Lady Baguette is homage to my uh, my French side. Uh, yeah, so Lady Baguette on Instagram and ladybaguette.com. Love it. Perfect. All right. Claire Lejeune, thank you for coming on thank today. A pleasure chatting with you. I feel like I could chat with you and pick your brain for like three hours, but I know you probably, you know, you got to get to work bagging Nike. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> but thank you so much for your time. This was lovely. Yeah, this is fantastic. Thank you so much. And uh, take care. Have a good rest of your week. Thanks. You too. This is Twitter.